Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan. I'm Jordan. And today we're here to talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh yeah, one of the, the best franchises of all time, in my opinion. Humble opinion. So yeah, jumping in, we got a, a new generation of Pokemon is coming to the Nintendo Switch system. Begin your adventure as a Pokemon trainer by choosing one of three new partner Pokemon, Grookey, Scorbunny, or Sobble, <clears throat> then embark on a journey in the new Galar region, where you'll challenge the troublemakers of Team Yo while unraveling the mystery behind the legendary Pokemon Zacian and Zamazenta. I think that's how you say it. Um, explore the wild area, a vast expanse of land where the player can freely control the camera. Team up with three other players locally or online in the new multiplayer co-op max raid battles in which players will face off against gigantic and super strong Pokemon known as Dynamax Pokemon. And this is uh, uh, produced, developed by Game Freak, uh, and they've made every Pokemon game so far. Uh, and they will probably make more. So, Yeah, I can't yeah, imagine background. Pokemon stops here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's almost like this was probably the most... Uh, I don't know. Out of the most new features out of any Pokemon game compared to like maybe Generation 1 when they first made them. So I imagine they'll keep making them. That's what it seemed like for me. And so I, I guess also uh, listeners may or may not know this, but I've actually played exactly two Pokemon games. I've played Pokemon <laughs> Red when it came out. And I played this one. So my... um, That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, my gap in knowledge is like 20 years. Um, so Jordan is most certainly our Pokemon expert here. Um, but I did have fun for this, and it was cool to kind of come back and see the series and how it's changed and, you know, almost all new Pokemon for me. Um, so... <laughs> yeah, there were a lot. But yeah, you've... There's probably, what, like maybe 20 Pokemon? Maybe 40, I don't know from generation one in this game so yeah you you mostly were in new territory yeah almost everyone was new i was like "Ooh, pikachu Growlithe, i know you but that was like about it like instead a lot of it yeah. was like oh the new ratatata or like <laughs> that's what it felt like when i'd see some of them like oh this is the new version of a pokemon i know um yeah <laughs> that's well, the crazy thing is it's like a it's a new version of a new version of a new version of a new version of Rattata. so like they just, yeah layers deep at this point no yeah yeah it, it's it's far from that which is crazy it, it was funny when i was playing i was like i bet there's some new pokemon that i'm like oh man i love this new pokemon and people are like that was from golden silver or like you know something like really old probably <laughs> and i'm like yeah. it's new to me like i've never seen yep. you uh so yep. Yeah, kind of fun. Uh, I hope that this is fun for people to hear. Getting two pretty different perspectives of Pokemon. Me being a pretty big noob, I would say, for the franchise. And then Jordan uh, knowing quite a bit. Um, but uh, there are lots of familiar things, too, as to how this game unfolds. Um, and so I guess we'll start where, in a pretty similar way, your character starts as uh, Ashes did in... Pokemon Red and Blue, uh, which is you're at home, you're getting ready for your journey. You don't know your journey's coming, but, you know, you are thrust into that. Also, your character is a custom character, so you can edit a little more about them. Um, in Red and Blue, back in the day, you could just choose your name. <laughs> yep. It was, 
Yeah, it was like eight letters too, eight characters in red and blue. Right. And maybe every game, I can't remember. Right, so it's pretty, you were pretty limited. If you had a long name, you were out of luck. Um, <laughs> yeah. And this is the, a new feature, I think, to this game. I don't think this was in the last generation either. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. If I'm wrong, let me know. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it's this was new to this game. That's cool. So then you could choose what your character looked like. There was maybe, like, I don't know, eight or ten uh, male options and eight or ten female options. Something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mine, I thought the custom one of the custom... Uh, uh, female ones look like Max from Life is Strange, so I uh, named my character Max and ran with that, and that was pretty oh fun. nice. That was pretty fun. Uh, but yep, create your character. After this, you meet your best friend, who's a guy named Hop, who is your best friend, and he's very energetic and uh, excitable. He always shakes his arms uh, when he talks to you. He's just, you know, always at <laughs> always at ten out of ten of how he feels. It seems like. Yep. Um, but he's your best friend, and his brother is a guy named Leon, who is the champion of the Galar region. And so he's uh, a big deal, a celebrity, really, uh, of sorts. And he gives you and Hop your Pokemon, each a Pokemon, to set off in your journey to uh, become Pokemon Masters uh, and, you know, do the gyms and all that stuff. And so this, of course, brings up uh, the... All important question: Who did you choose as your starter? Um, I went with Grookey. He's the grass one. He's like a little, uh, like monkey-looking thing. I I thought he looked really cool, so that's what I went. I almost never pick grass, but I usually go with uh, fire. But I wanted to switch it up this time, and he just he was my favorite from the beginning. Okay, cool. I went with uh, Sobble, who was the water one, and I thought he was the cutest of the three, so that's why I did it. So I was like, all right, I'm going with Sobble. He's cute. Uh, I want him. Um, and a thing that was kind of fun uh, about when you meet the Pokemon was Leon like has like just throws them all out, and they're all kind of running around, and you can just choose which one you want, um, which is cool. And when you see this happen, too, you get first pick. You choose yours. But then Hop chooses whichever one is weak to yours, which is interesting. So for mine, he chose Score Bunny, which is the fire one, and I had water. Yours, he would have chose Sobble then? Yeah, he did. Um, which, this is new too. I've, in every other game, I think your rival chooses what's strong against yours. So I was expecting that in this one as well. Yeah, so that was kind of an interesting turn of events. I didn't, I didn't really see that coming either. So, uh, yeah, you take, uh, you take one, Hop takes your weakness, and then actually Leon ends up taking the one that's strongest against you. Um, and it's like, cool, I'll pocket this, my third Pokemon. Yeah, you, like, you dick. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, little listener feedback, Rainbow Road on Twitter said they took Scorbunny. Baphomet on Twitter said Sobble. Chris on Twitter said Sobble. Out in the Woods on Twitter said Sobble. And then uh, last up, Nikki on Twitter said, Remember my favorite power in Bioshock? Obviously, I pick Score Bunny. I often always pick Fire Starters, but I did start a new playthrough recently, and I'm using Sobble there. Um, so, a lot of uh, Sobble and Score Bunny seem to be the favorites. I, I'm, I wonder if uh, Grookey is the least chosen of them. 
like least often? Probably. I think most, just personal perception, I think most people tend to not get the grass one. I don't know why that's the case, but I think also from like all the, because uh, at this point too, I think they released all the evolutions of the starters. Okay. That I think the grass one was the least cool one at the end of it. Uh, in my opinion, so I wonder if that was kind of the common, that was the consensus is Grookey and, or Sobble and Scorbunny had the, the best evolutions, which I, I wouldn't be surprised by. That that would make sense. That'd be fair. I do feel like, again, from like a far outside perspective, but I know that like with the old Pokemon, you know, Charmander was kind of your main one people seem to like, and then Squirtle was kind of a number two, and Bulbasaur was a little more left behind. Um, yeah. Which I was a big Bulbasaur person, and that almost made me go with Grookey just because, uh, you know, <laughs> I wanted to continue the grass legacy, but uh, then once it was time to choose, I said, sorry, Grookey, I'm going Sobble. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I, th- I think I I'm, have a feeling that most people choose. I think that's kind of the same in most games. It's like Firestarter is the most popular, then the water one, then the grass one. Interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know why. But that just seems to be, in my opinion, the fire one's usually the coolest. Yeah, that must be the vibe, and people just have felt that way for, you know, twenty years or whatever, which is interesting. That'd be cool to work at Game Freak and like have your like Telltale style stats as to which one people choose. That would be cool to know mm-hmm. if you were them. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or if you're like on the team that makes, so I bet there's like maybe there's like a team for each starter, and you're like trying to make your starter the best one. Whoever makes the grass ones is. Kind of fucking up. <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of the other team. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you did a bad job on this last game. You're going to the grass team. And you're like, no, come on. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. It's like the, yeah. the fire starters are like the jocks. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just like bullying the, <laughs> the grass team. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, game freak. They're crazy. No. Um. <laughs> yeah. So you pick your starter, you're ready to start your journey. And, of course, before you start your journey, you've got to test out your new Pokemon. You battle Hop. And this, you end up battling Hop basically throughout the game. Um, not roughly every level, but almost every level. He shows up a lot. But what's kind of interesting with Hop is he's your rival, but he's also your best friend. So it's not like with Gary where he's your rival and you hate him. Instead, <laughs> Hop's your rival and, like, you want to make each other ultimately better pokemon trainers that's sort of your goal and so when you beat him it's not like he's like i hate you i'm gonna beat you next time it's like man i've got to like live up to my brother's name i want to be better and be able to hang with you kind of thing so Mm -hmm. it it sets up kind of a interesting uh a different relationship than i was expecting because i was sort of expecting the pokemon formula to be exactly the same and already starting off a couple things are different than what i was used to Mm -hmm. yeah i think from previous games, um, I, I think they, they do have your rival be more of your friend a lot. Sometimes it's not the case, but... Oh, okay, so they, they, they changed that a bit over the years. Yeah, I, I think there ends up, from uh, my memory of newer games is a little bit more fuzzy, but yeah, I think you generally get someone you're like friends with or like that isn't a dick like Gary. Okay. Cool. So it's kind of somewhere between not a dick and best friend, you know. Okay, cool. I like that. That's a 
that's a cool uh, evolution from early on. Um, uh, I see what you did there. Um. <laughs> 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 So, after this, you end up going to a dark forest nearby of your house to go after a woolly that's run off, which is basically a sheep Pokemon, um, and you go after it, <laughs> and <laughs> while you're out there, you run into uh, these legendary Pokemon, which are uh, Zacanian and Zamanzenta. Uh, yeah, we're, I mean, fair warning, we're going to probably butcher these names and other names throughout the game. The- this podcast but yeah I, I in my head i've never actually said it out loud but i think it's zakian and zamazenta but zamazenta yeah that seems good yeah i'm comfortable with yeah you know those. You, like you read it you read it the whole time you're playing it but you never say it out loud so you're like oh i don't know I'm not sure yeah some of the names make you wish that pokemon had voice acting um <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that you'd be like cool this is how you say this one but um you run into them and you try to battle it but instead you just black out it's like the pokemon's too powerful you you couldn't even like do anything against it it was kind of wild um upon waking up you uh, decide to start your journey on the way to your journey you meet sonia who is doing uh research about pokemon and about um wishing stars right because they're the wishing stars are somehow connected to pokemon being able to dynamax and so she's kind of trying to learn about that and why is uh the galar region unique in this way yeah so you meet her along the way she's sort of a side character through the rest of the game after this too you see her at various places as well as you go and then last thing that happens is leon endorses you and hop for the tournament so kind of sends you on your way you know just just like in previous games go to your eight gyms get your badges uh you know become a you know an ultimate pokemon trainer basically i think there's seven badges in this game oh is it seven i think so i this is maybe the first one where they did seven i i honestly can't remember um I I beat the game, but it's been a while since I've done the gym challenge. Let me let me look. Two, four, six. No, there's eight. I was wrong. Okay, cool. So yeah, beat your beat your gyms. You're all good. Uh, that's kind of your goal. So you head off to go on your journey to do win the Pokemon tournament, and on your way you pass through uh, a new area called the Wild Area. You just basically walk through this to get to the next town. But what's pretty unique about the wild area is, um, I think, one, it's unique to this game, right? This hasn't shown up in previous Pokemon games? No, not at all. Yeah, it's totally new. Okay, cool. So it's this totally new thing. And within it, uh, you've just got, like, tons of free-roaming Pokemon. They're all over and also, as you, like, walk through the wild area, the regions actually change. So there's part where it's, like, it's raining here. It's really windy over here. It's, you know, whatever. Sunny and nice over here. That sort of stuff. So it's pretty unique. Uh, as you walk through it, what, what the area looks like changes. But then also what Pokemon are available to catch there. Also, inside here, they have what are called uh, raid battles where you can, as was mentioned in the description at the top, you can challenge, you can try to capture a Dynamax Pokemon with other people, um, whether online or um, you could do it offline too. But do that, be able to catch Pokemon, and uh, it's a good way to, I don't know, add to your roster without just having to like walk through the tall grass to try to find Pokemon. 
Yeah, it, it it's a really cool addition. Because you can still walk through the grass, and there's, like, random, uh, like, exclamation marks that'll pop up in the grass. It's like, they're just a mystery Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So you don't know which they are, but it's really nice to just walk around and see, like, a, a rare Pokemon that in previous games you would have never been able to catch in the wild. Like, you can catch, like, Gengar and things like that, which I was super excited to see. Uh, once I was strong enough to catch it, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, super cool. But, uh, yeah, those options are available in the wild area. Right now, of course, they aren't because, you know, right now you have your equivalent of your Pidgeys and Rattatatas and your starter. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool that it exists, and it's it's really a spot that you go back to a lot as you play. Another thing that can happen when you, like, do the max raid battles is you get a, a bunch of... I forget what they're called, but the equivalent of, like, rare candies where you can boost your Pokemon stats. Yeah, they're, um... Yeah, what, man, what the... Di- they're, like, Dynamax candies or... Yeah, maybe... XP candies? Yeah, mm. something like that. Um, I forget the name right now, but either way, they're very, very helpful in leveling your Pokemon up. Um, and I did quite a bit of that at the middle of the game so that I could kind of crush through the end. Um which was helpful. But anyway, Wild Area, it's very cool. Um, if you have this game, you would spend a lot of... You've probably spent a lot of time there. If you don't have this game, you will probably spend a lot of time here. It's very cool. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> For um, sure. After this, you uh, make it to Motostoke, uh, which is uh, the first town on your journey, and this is where you register for uh, the Pokemon Tournament. Uh, and so th- this is unique too and it is you register for it you have like a number you have a uniform um it feels a lot more official to me than like again old pokemon for me playing is it seemed more like you were a guy you'd go to a gym and then when you you know beat the gym you get a badge this one it feels a lot more like this would be an event that's on tv everyone knows about it it's like a big deal sort of thing which is kind of cool yeah, I, I I liked this edition a lot. It, it yeah, it did it felt more way more like a like a yeah like a sporting event. Like you have until the here's the end of the season. Yeah, it's like January first is the end of the season. If you haven't beaten the gyms by then, you can't compete. In I don't know, like the 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 tournament. So yeah, it seemed really it was a really good addition. I like how they did that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in this town, you meet um, Team Yell and fight them team yell are a group of like avid supporters of another trainer who you'll meet in a minute um and they've got like face point paint they're annoying um <laughs> they, God, they i hated them so much yeah they're very they're very annoying uh they're not quite like i don't feel like they're bad guys in the way that bad guys are bad guys in some games but they're certainly annoying like they're an annoying adversary for sure and so you know they they've got like air horns and shit like that they're they're annoying but you battle them and then you ultimately uh meet marnie who they support um so marnie is another trainer who is jumping into uh the tournament as well so she's like a uh, another rival of yours kind of along the way not in the same way as hop where you like battle her all the time but you do battle her uh, an okay amount and she's a an actual rival for sure yeah, she's she's pretty strong. Yeah, she's good, um, for sure. 
So uh, before we go into uh, the tournaments and how that goes, I thought this would be a good time to ask, what is our favorite Pokemon in our party uh, besides our starter? And, you know, we may have not gotten this Pokemon at the beginning, but who was kind of a favorite one as we went through the game? Uh, who was uh, one of your favorites? There was a couple I liked a lot, <clears throat> but I think my favorite one uh, was uh, Toxtricity. So he's it, it, like a, uh, it's an electric and poison type. Okay. So he, he was really cool. He he was like a, his character, the character was kind of made, I think, like around like a rock star type thing. He had like a, like a mohawk, but it was made out of electricity and he was purple and just looked really cool. I He was like my favorite Pokemon in this game, I think. That's awesome. Yeah, he, I used him a lot. He was really sweet. That's cool. Uh, my favorite was uh, Metagross, who was this uh, big metal turtle kind of thing, um, <laughs> and was super tough. Like any anyone who tried to hit him, it would only do like a little bit of damage. Even when I'd like fight like a Dynamax Pokemon with him, it would like you know a, a thing that would KO anyone else. It would get him like halfway. Or something like that. It was sweet. He was like my tank, for sure. Um, Hell yeah. And was like a really good closer in my battles. It was like I'd save him to last because it's like he could just outlast anyone he needed to at the end kind of thing, which was sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, he, he's a good Pokemon. I think he was introduced in Ruby and Sapphire. Okay. Yeah, really liked. Uh, once I caught that, that was huge. Um I got that in one of the max raid battles I did, and that was huge. That was, like, a game changer. Like, <laughs> got it, and it was, like, immediately one of my best Pokemon, uh, which was cool. Uh, Giga on Twitter said, You can't make me choose between my Dreadnought and my Bolton, so I won't. So those are the two favorites there. Yeah, let's play baseball. I liked everyone I ended up using in my party, but I probably used my uh, Colossal most of all. So, Colossal was, like, a big rock Pokemon that had, like, I think it was rock and fire type. He was, like, looked like a piece of coal. It was he was pretty cool. I think I had him in my party for a while, too. Nice. Uh, Alan on Twitter said, For the latest entry, I liked using Rapidash. I love Psychic and Fairy types, especially if they're dual types. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's up. That's cool. Uh, Dakota on Twitter said, It's always <laughs> <be> beware. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I forget what kind of Pokemon that is. But I, I definitely remember Yeah. catching that. Nice. Uh, then last, Nikki on Twitter said, uh, my Corviknight and my Dreadnought. So, Dreadnought popular with our yeah. people. So, that's cool. Um I think something that's cool about this game in general, and with Pokemon in general, but is, you know, you get your six that you work with, and, oh, this is something that's nice too, is you, all your Pokemon level up when you battle, so everyone gets XP. The person who's actually doing the fighting gets the most XP, but, like, they all get XP, which is really nice that you don't have to, um, you know, try to throw, like, one Pokemon in in a battle to get them some XP and then, you know, let the other one finish it off or, like, that kind of stuff. Um, so that was really nice in this game is leveling up just happened easier, but it was cool because I felt like that helped you. 
I don't know, be able to have more leveled up Pokemon. Like, I had some people who were basically my sixth man, so to speak, or, you know, I guess really my seventh man in Pokemon, but, you know, they're on the bench, they're in the po they're in uh, the storage center, but I'd pull them out fairly regularly if I needed them for a certain type of battle. Um, whereas, I feel like, uh, you know, again, a long time ago, Pokemon Red, it was like, I had six, and I just leveled the shit out of them up, and everyone else was just, you know, they're in the storage unit like um <laughs> yeah uh but this it, yeah. you know it felt like it was like oh i need an ice pokemon sometimes but they're not really in my main six yeah that this game they, they really made it easy to level up pokemon um yeah i think i got that same impression where i would rotate through man i don't know i think i had like three different sets of six i would rotate through okay depending on, like, what I wanted to do. Uh, like, I had my, like, main six that I used to, like, beat the... to make it to the championship the first time around, and then I, like, made an all-dragon team after that, and then I made another random one. So, yeah, it was really easy to do that in this game. And one downside to that, I think, is, like, I like from old games having to grind more, because I, like, I just like to grind. I don't know. Mm. I don't know why. But it, it didn't. I didn't really feel like I had to that much in this game because I could just fight with my strongest Pokemon and my other Pokemon still grow levels. So to me, it felt kind of cheap, <laughs> but it did help in a lot of ways for sure. No, yeah, that's true. They uh, they really did remove a lot of grinding. Um, they made it easier to really not grind if you wanted, like I didn't. So I I really not I really didn't grind too much, but. If I chose not to, I still think I would have. It would have been easier if I didn't do that. So, or still been relatively easy. So, um, but no, that's definitely a good point for sure. There, I liked that. Yeah, I liked that I could do that because I feel like I maybe had around ten Pokemon I'd use, but then like, you know, my starter, like Metagross and maybe a couple others, those kind of always stayed with me, and then I had other ones I rotated. Like, I had a Diglett I used a lot because. I could do dig and, you know, be underground and not get hit. So <laughs> for a turn. Yeah, that's useful for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was really useful in, like, you know, trying to scheme in battles kind of thing. Um, so, you know, I would use that sometimes, but it wasn't really a main. Like, it didn't stay in the party all the time. Um, but cool. So our, our gym journey begins. We get to our first gym, which is a turf field gym. Uh, for this one, the gym leader is a guy named Milo. Um, he's kind of like a buff farmer, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good description. That's that's him. <laughs> and uh, his type is grass type. Um, and as with every gym battle, you you battle I don't know two or three people before you get to Milo, then you get to him. You battle him uh, and win. And uh, I don't know which gym does what, but. As it goes, as you win badges, you are able to catch uh, Pokemon with higher higher levels, like Pokemon up to level 30 will listen to you now, and, and so on. So each gym brings certain things like that. Um, so beat Milo. Uh, I didn't find this one too challenging and was able to kind of just move forward, um, which was nice. Yeah, this, this one was pretty easy. Um... I think the gyms definitely got harder as they went. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. So, yeah, overall, nothing too crazy. You get your first badge, you're feeling good. As with uh, the other games, too, you just follow routes um, from town to town. On the way, you get to battle various trainers, uh, potentially catch Pokemon in the woods, or you can just see them walking around, which is also a cool feature. Like, you could just see the Pokemon walking around, and you could be like, oh, I want one of these, or I don't want one, so I'm going to try and avoid it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That, I really liked that, that aspect. If you just saw a Pokemon, you're like, eh, I don't want you. You didn't have to risk the... Uh, there's no gamble of like, I don't know which one it's going to be. Right. You just know. Yeah, that was really helpful, just to be able to know, like, okay, this is something I want or I don't want, so I can try to catch it or not. Um, yeah, I liked that for sure. Um, also, something that's cool in this is the trainers that you meet along the way are unique characters. So instead of just like... Uh, bug catcher and that's it and all the bug catchers look the same instead it would be like uh bill the bug catcher or whatever and then it would you know bill the bug catcher would look like whatever they look like but then cindy who catches bugs would look different later on (laughs) if you met her (laughs) or you know whatever she would still be i guess cindy the bug catcher but you know that kind of thing like there's a lot of different people instead of like you know three generic trainers you fight along the way as in older games they actually all have names they even look different from each other um which is cool i think that's a a cool change in this as well for and again games updated 20 years for me but it's cool to see yeah i mean it's definitely um yeah it's nice that they made the trainers feel more individual as opposed to just like everyone's exactly the same uh, I also like, this is a random point too, but um, I think in, from what I remember in Red and Blue, every po- every Pokemon a trainer had was the same level. So like, if a bug catcher had four Pokemon, they were always going to be like level, I don't know, 10 or something like that. Hmm. But um, now they, they're they're more variable. Like a po- trainer could have like four different Pokemon and you know maybe one's like level 9, one's 12, whatever. So that made it feel more realistic, too. Like, you're fighting people that would have actually trained their Pokemon, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, And, that, yeah, that was something that was kind of cool along the way. You see that. uh, I'm trying to think of any other, like, general things that you get along the way. I think that's the main stuff. So, uh, that's cool. From here, you head to your next gym, which is Holberry Gym. The gym leader there is Nessa, um, and she has water-type Pokemon. And I didn't, I'm guessing for you, since you had grass, it was probably pretty easy. I thought for me it wasn't too bad either with, even though it was water, it was fine. Yeah, this was, uh, this was decently easy for sure. Yeah, I think by the time I battled her, my Sobble was the same level or higher as like her pokemon so it wasn't a problem (laughs) um from here you continue your journey you go to uh, motostoke gym and the gym leader here is cabo and he's got a fire type pokemon uh again for me he he was a tough gym leader but he was easy for me because i had a water starter so um that really helped me out because by then I had a, um, 
I forget the name of the move, but it was a heavy water move <laughs> that was like a dealt 100 damage, and it was a water one. Oh, wow. Yeah, something like that. I had a really good water move, and so it was like, he was fucked. Um, <laughs> if, his, if, his Pokemon, <laughs> yeah. if his Pokemon get hit once, they would get knocked out kind of thing. So, um, yeah, again, nothing terribly crazy. Beat him. Uh, then you move on to the fourth gym, which is Stowe on the side gym. And this is actually where we get a difference in the game, which is cool. Is Sword and Shield actually have different gym leaders for these. So for me, um, I had Shield, and my gym leader was Alistair, who had Ghost-type Pokemon. And uh, he was strange as a gym leader. Like, he didn't talk, uh, really. Um, And he wore, like, a... He had a lot of face paint on. He seemed kind of like a goth kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely strange. Had ghost type Pokemon, so that sort of fits with being like a spooky goth kid. Um, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I thought, which was funny. Um, but he was really fucking hard. I had to uh, save scum to beat him. I was having a really hard time. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I had to sit. I saved. I saved scummed like after I beat all his trainers and got to him. I didn't have. Um, good Pokemon that would go against Ghost well, so I just put myself in kind of a shitty spot. So I had to, like, battle him several times until I figured out a uh, a good cheap way to win, which was I'd get to the last Pokemon with two Pokemon, and for my move, I would... I'd get to his, like, final Dynamax one, and I would have two Pokemon left, and he would have his Dynamax one. And my first one out there, I'd use a Revive on a Fainted Pokemon throw that one out after he kills mine with the Dynamax. <laughs> Do that until his Dynamax goes down. Then I send out my last one that was good, Dynamax it, and then just fuck him up. <laughs> so, so you just sacrificed your Pokemon? Yeah, I had to. It was like the only way I could win. Uh, which was scummy, uh, for sure. But I was backed against a wall and didn't uh, know how to get better. At this point, when I got here, I, and I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat this game. I got a little worried. <laughs> so <laughs> Al- Alistair was my hardest, and this was uh, before I really used the wild area too much. So I didn't do any max raids at that point. So my Pokemon were kind of leveled as you go through the game, not over-leveled like I did later after this. So um, Okay. Yeah. Later I over-leveled like a motherfucker. Um, but yeah, this was my last one where I kind of went in with what the game gave me of uh abilities through like fighting all the trainers and all that stuff uh but challenging alistair was tough but uh you have a different gym leader that you played because you had sword yeah i man again i don't exactly remember beating what b your name's b yeah or his name i don't even remember um the only the gym gyms I remember the most are, um, well, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. This is actually one I don't remember much at all, and I don't remember the sixth gym much either. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know why that is, but just um, not not especially memorable. But it's yeah, uh, but yeah, my, my my gym I guess here was a fighting type. Yeah, which I. I think I had at this point, I probably had a flying type Pokemon. I think I was using Farfetch'd okay. at this point. So I, I was probably pretty easy to beat. Okay. With a 
because flying super effective against fighting for some reason. Sure. Okay. Cool. So win here when it's still on the side. Four gems down. You got four left. Uh, we move on to Bologna gym, uh, and the gym leader here is Opal, uh, and she has fairy type uh, for hers, and she's actually also kind of looking for a trainer looking for someone to replace her as gym leader because she's an older lady and so she's looking to be replaced and is hoping that this tournament will ultimately find someone who could take over that's that's sort of her goal uh here also uh so as i mentioned with alistair being hard for me after this i did a bunch of max raid battles and leveled my pokemon up a lot so for me these last four gyms were not terribly hard because my Pokemon were usually a bit higher than theirs. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was able to kind of wreck them um, a bit. Just, uh, just, you know, kind of wreck. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Some of them were easy. I definitely overleveled. I'd come in like 10 higher than them. So. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't hard because I was so good. It, was, it wasn't hard because I leveled my Pokemon up like a shitload and just grinded for a while in the wild area just like all right i'm gonna get this xp and i'm just gonna do this until i get the xp and catch good pokemon that i can win with um so that's what you gotta do yep yeah so at the alistair gym i imagine a lot of that starting lineup unfortunately got kicked to the bench um <laughs> by the time i continued my gym journey because i'd caught a lot of dynamax or caught a lot of max raid pokemon who were better in that time so um yeah, there's that. So, Opal, do that. Next up, you've got uh, Sir Chester Gym. This one, again, is different for Sword and Shield. Um, in mine for Shield, you battle Melanie, and she has Ice-type Pokemon. Um, and, again, she wasn't... I mean, my Pokemon were overleveled, but also Sobble, being water, was totally fine against Ice, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, for me, I had Gordy. He was a rock type. And I, I vaguely remember him. I think he had, like, blonde hair. He was kind of, like, a buffer guy, too. Okay. He was kind of mean, actually. I think he was kind of a dick. Oh, wow. I remember. Yeah. Huh. Crazy. Uh, yeah, so, I know. So, that's Gym 6. Next up, you go to Spike Moth Gym. Uh, the gym leader here is Pierce, who is Marnie's brother. Um, and so, on your way there... Uh, Marnie actually shows you how to get into the gym uh, because people it's sort of like blocked off in their town to make it hard for people to come to the gym but then once you get inside uh, when you try to head to the gym Team Yell again keeps trying to stop you from going to the gym because they want to you know make sure that Marnie becomes the champion she do, they don't want anyone else to they want their town represented but Marnie sees what's going on and scolds them and tells them not to do that like You've made it this far. You should... Don't bother them, <laughs> basically. Yeah, they're cheaters. Yeah, um, which Marnie was cool. Team Yell doesn't seem to be doing what she wants at all. They just seem to be rabid fans, and she's like, stop. So I, I liked Marnie a bit. I thought she was a cool rival. But um, but also, um, unique thing about Spike Muth, uh Oh, also they use Dark-type Pokemon here. Um, and... What's unique here is they don't have Dynamax at this gym. So every other gym has Dynamax, but this one uniquely does not. Um, I don't remember why, um, but it's it's sort of a point of pride 
for them. It's like, we didn't need Dynamax to be a good Pokemon gym, you know, that sort of stuff. And, like, they think it's cool. Yeah, I, I liked fighting without Dynamaxing. Yeah. it's It just feels more, like, straightforward. Like, you know, old school brass tacks Pokemon. I don't know. No, I agree. I wasn't a big fan of that either. Like, um, in the game, it was like, but then we make the last one big. Uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah. That, that wasn't my favorite. But uh, I'm sure there are people who love Dynamax. Um, yeah, not for me. Um, I mean, I did it when I'd play, but, like, I didn't like it as a concept. Uh, yeah, yep. So, beat peers, uh, move on to the final gym, which is uh, the Hammerlock gym. And their gym leader is uh, Raihan, and he uses Dragon-type, and he's Leon's, like, true rival. So he's, like, Leon's age. Uh, you would imagine they, like, went to school together, like, kind of thing. Like, they've known each other for a long time sort of deal uh and he's leon's like true rival like leon before he sends you on the tournament is like your last one raihan he's my true rival like if you can beat him then i think you're really ready to try to battle me like he's (laughs) he's a step above the rest of the gyms and he's he's good he's good he was challenging for me even with my overleveled pokemon he was challenging um so yeah i think he beat me a couple times actually really yeah, I think so. That yeah, because his last Pokemon was really hard, mm, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's tough. He's a, a very worthy adversary. Um, even if your Pokemon are good, his are still quite good. Um, but you do ultimately beat him, and then you head to uh, Wine Dun, which is where uh, the tournament should be held, and you're supposed to meet Leon for dinner. Uh, to I know, celebrate and get ready for the tournament that's coming. And Leon doesn't show. Turns out he is at business with a guy named Rose. Um, Rose is this businessman who's um, almost like your Elon Musk character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Of of Galar. So he's like a, a tech guy with a lot of money and he's using Pokemon for energy and stuff. And you interact with him a lot through your journey with the gyms. So I I guess also actually as a side point, when you do go through the gyms, in some cities you'll see Sonya, some you'll see Leon, some you'll see Hop and battle him, some you'll see Marnie and battle her, some you'll see Beatty, who is another one of your rivals, and battle him. Um, Sometimes you'll see Rose. Uh, So you get little updates with these characters kind of along the way. Um, getting to meet them, and a little bit about what's going on, but not anything too major. Um, but they're not unfamiliar. Either. Yeah. Um, so, Leon's, uh, with Rose, so you decide to go try to meet Leon. And so you and Hop battle through Rose's, uh, company (laughs) to go to (laughs) Rose's office, which is kind of funny. It it felt a little, uh, Team Rockety to me, which was... Yeah, it did, yeah. Which was kind (laughs) of silly. Um, yeah, but you find him with Leon and you hear like the end of their conversation, uh, Rose being concerned about something, um, just about like the energy levels in Galar and, you know, he's really concerned about it and wants Leon to help. And Leon's kind of like, meh, that's like a problem in a thousand years. I don't need to deal with that right now. And Galar's or, and, um, Rose is kind of mad. 
Yeah. It seems kind of... They're both kind of eccentric in different ways. Leah, I don't know. Like, Leon's kind of, like, brushing it off, and maybe he shouldn't, and Rose is taking it too seriously, and he probably shouldn't, so... Right. Yeah. Both kind of kind of wrong. Different directions. I agree. Um, so, the next day is uh, the gym tournament. Um, and you have a, a tournament where it's, uh, like, an Elite Eight, basically, um, bracket. And the gym leaders and you are all going to battle to be able to see who whoever wins this can then battle Leon. Um, and Opal isn't part of this, so you're the eighth seed, basically. Um, Opal's not a part of the battle because she's retired since, and now it's like looking for a new gym leader. And so as you're getting ready to battle, BD shows up and interrupts you to battle you before the tournament starts. And it turns out BD is Opal's uh, trainee who will hopefully take over the gym someday. Uh, and BD's like, I hate you. I couldn't beat you and I had to quit the tournament. So I'm going to beat you now before the tournament starts. <laughs> uh, you're like, you're not going to, but okay. Yeah, so then you smash BD and uh, move on. Uh <laughs> Since my Pokemon were overleveled, it was pretty easy on this one, and I just was like, no mercy, I'll just put my best one in and just wreck you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. I wish you could talk shit in this game, if they like gave you an option to do that. I would talk so much shit to BD. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. So, beat BD. Okay, then, then they're like, oh, well, that weird interruption's over. Let's get on with the tournament. So, round one, uh, you fight Nessa. And then uh, round two, I fight Alistair, but you fought B. Um, and then round three, you got to go against Raihan again uh, with his dragon Pokemon. And uh, Raihan, at this point, has actually switched his team up a little bit. Um, so it's not the exact same Pokemon you fought a little while ago. He's uh, improved his team even more. And again, pretty challenging. Uh, challenging fight, again, really brings it, but you do beat him and... Ultimately, he's like, wow, you're you're great. You should be challenging Leon. Like, if you can beat me, you'd be good to challenge him kind of thing. Um, so, tournament's all well and good. Um, as a side comment, uh, it, I get why you have to battle these specific ones, but I wish it was random, kind of. I wish the game could have generated it, and you didn't... Everyone didn't fight the same three. Like, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I... At the very least, I missed the Elite Four. So, like, back in, you know, Red, Blue, and every other Pokemon... Well, most every other Pokemon game. There, this There's, like, what? F yeah, there's four trainers, and they're all, like, they're the Elite Four. They're the best four trainers, and they're they're different than the gym leaders. Right. So I would have liked to have different trainers here, because it felt... Like, I already beat these guys. Like, I don't really want to beat them again. I mean, I'll beat them again as many times as they want to keep crawling back to get smacked. I'll beat them, but... <laughs> I, I I wish they were different, you know. I just you know want some variety. Yeah, so I was kind of bummed they were the same. Even if they had different Pokemon, it still felt similar to me. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. So you battle that, and then you get ready to prepare your battle for Leon um, to figure out who's still who's going to be the champion of Galar. Um, but then when you're right about to battle. Rose interrupts on the teleprompter and he says, I've released the darkest days. They're here. You have to solve them. Um, <laughs> you're like, dude, fuck you. Yeah, you're like, come on. Um, and so Leon 
heads off on champion business to save the world. Um, and you and Hop are like, okay, well, you know, we live here too. We've got to try to save the region. And like, Leon's my brother, so we've got to, you know, help him kind of thing. So we head back to uh, near our house at the beginning of the game, the Slumbering Weld, which is uh, the spooky forest nearby. <laughs> and in the spooky forest, we see uh, Zakanian and Zamazenta. <laughs> Zakanian. <laughs> How do you say it? <laughs> I think it's Zakian. Yeah, that's... Zakanian. Yeah, you Z- added like four extra letters. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're right. Zakian, you're right. Zakanian. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Um, that's all right. It's I, I understand. <laughs> when I when I read them when I played, I was like the Z Pokemon, like I did. Yeah, yeah. Or or I'd call them Sword and Shield. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. Or the dog Pokemon. I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Zakanian. <laughs> oh no, uh, Zakian and Zamas and Tom. There we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, you see them, but you can't catch them. Uh, but. You ultimately keep walking through the spooky forest, and you find a monument to them. And there's a rusted sword and a rusted shield on the ground. So you and Hop pick them up, uh, respective as to which game you bought. So I picked up the shield, and you picked up the sword, I assume. Yep. Uh, So you pick them up, and you're like, well, we didn't find the Pokemon we wanted, but maybe these spooky heirlooms will help us. Well, (laughs) spooky. Maybe they'll help us. Uh, so you head back to the city, and at the energy plant you battle Rose, um, and Rose is, you know, the energy for the Pokemon. Like we needed to, if we didn't, you know, release the energy, uh, and like all the Pokemon Dynamaxing right now, it would have happened in the future. And you're like, well, why'd you make it happen now? Like, um, yeah, you fool. Mm-hmm. He's dumb. Uh, so yep. you battle him, and uh, he's like, oh, p- battling Pokemon is fun. Maybe I should have just been doing this kind of thing. God. It's like, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's dumb. But uh, unfortunately, before he ruined everything, he also put a lot of energy into a Pokemon called uh, E. Eternatus? Etern- it's like Eternity, yeah. but Atus at the end. Yeah, like Eter- Eternatus. Something like that. Yeah, Eternatus. Um, who is a Dynamax Pokemon who has a ton of energy and is really, really hard to beat. Um, and that the fear is basically if no one can beat or catch this Pokemon, it will just like rampage through the region. <laughs> and like wreck, it, wreck everything. Um, so Leon tries to catch it. Um, but ultimately fails and blacks out. Um, and so then you and Hop are like, okay, if Leon can't do it, I guess we need to try. Um, so you try, um, and it's the two of you. Oh, we didn't comment on this earlier, but something that's cool in this game is you can have uh, two-on-two or two-on-one battles kind of thing. So you can have, or up to four even, um, but you can battle multiple people at once, which is pretty fun uh, as a thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not it's not super new. No, really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, it's... Let's see. Well, uh, I don't care if it's not new. It's new to me, and I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, fair. Fair enough. It is cool, for sure. So I didn't mean to shit all over that. No, no, but. no. It makes sense that it's been going for a long time. 
Yeah, uh, again, it is a cool feature. Again, same thing. Things that are old are new to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, fair. Uh, but so you battle, uh, you tr- you and Hop try to battle uh, Eternatus, and it doesn't work. Um, but you pull out your rusty sword and shield, and sword and shield show up. Um, the Pokemon <laughs> uh, <laughs> show up. Uh, Second in and Indian shows up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to try to say it, and I was like, nope. Um, they show up, and they join you in your battle. Um, so uh, they help you defeat uh, the Pokemon, and you catch Eternatus. It's a big deal. Uh, you caught them, and uh, the two mystical dogs have helped us. Uh, do this. They've they'll, they've helped save Galar, which they probably did in the past too, based on how legend goes. Is that you know the dark days once happened long ago, but uh, Zakayan and Zamenzenta made it happen back in the day with other trainers and like save the universe, kind of thing, and uh, that happens again here, which is cool. Um, and so. After this, a few days later, uh, things are really buzzing for you. Um, people are like, wow, you, you caught Eternatus. You helped save the galaxy. Not the galaxy. <laughs> you- <laughs> Our Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I know, just crossing over into everything. Yeah. You helped save Galar. There we go. Um, <laughs> and so you've got, you've got quite a bit of buzz. But you also have unfinished business. You need to battle Leon. And you do. You battle Leon, um, and his Pokemon are hard. He's got a lot of good ones. Even me being pretty overleveled at this point, his were very similar levels uh, and were pretty challenging. Uh, for me, ultimately, though, it came down to, at the end, my uh, grown-up Sobble versus his Charizard. So he was in trouble uh, when that came around. <laughs> He was in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but it took it, it, he took me down to my last Pokemon. It was strictly 1v1 at the end versus some of the other people I battled before this. It was like, eh, half of my guys are left kind of thing. But he took me down to yeah. the wire. So uh, truly challenging for sure, even when your Pokemon are good. Yeah, he he, he was difficult, especially as Charizard at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't have... I don't know if I had water Pokemon in my party at this point. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it, he, he was definitely the hardest in the game. I mean, obviously, he's the champion. But it was really fun to beat him because the whole time people were just sucking his nuts. You know, <laughs> he's the best. Mm-hmm. All these never been beaten. And then I beat him and it was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. That's what I thought. Every time you saw him, he was like, I'm Leon, the unbeatable champion. And then, yeah, like, and, bro, then and, okay. and then Hop would be like, "My brother Leon, the unbeatable champion." Like, back, like, <laughs> yeah. like it was like part of his name, uh, almost. Yeah. And so, to ultim- and and you know, you knew that you were going to battle him ultimately. So getting to and then beating him, we're like, "No, I'm the unbeatable champion." Max Caulfield's here. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Max, yeah. <laughs> um, but beat him, you become champion. Uh, and, you know, it's a big deal. Crowd goes wild. Even uh, another thing that's cool, like we talked about, is that these are like sporting events. So, you know, you're in a stadium full of people who are excited to see this. You know, there's TVs with people watching, all of that. And, like, there are people cheering for you at this point. Like, uh, before this, you talk in the locker room to uh, Hop, who's, like, 
you know, he's my brother, but like, you're my rival. So I do want you to beat him. Good luck. You know, he roots for you or like, um, later on earlier in the tournament, when, uh, Piers goes down, Piers and Marnie say they're rooting for you, like that kind of thing. So you kind of see some of your rivals kind of throw in behind you and be like, no, we want to see you do this. Like, that's cool. So, um, yeah, just kind of the energy of getting to battle him and then winning was cool. How that went. Yeah, dude. The, yeah, the vibes were on point. Mm-hmm. Um, so you win, you're the new champion, and then your kind of post-game content uh, after you've become champion, you've got kind of two main things on your to-do list. Uh, the first one being is you help the gym leaders defeat Dynamax Pokemon in their city. So when uh, Rose got all the energy out uh, and it Dynamaxed a bunch of Pokemon, so you have to kind of settle the region down by beating these Pokemon. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. It was like a, like a final little quest. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Uh, so you do that, and then lastly, uh, you can go catch your legendary Pokemon. You can catch uh, <laughs> Zekayan or uh, Zamanzenta, um, and catch that. Get them to be part of your party. Uh, big deal. Um, and you know, of course, after that, you can like. Try to fill out your Pokedex and that sort of stuff. But those are kind of your main quest lines after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then there's the... Or, sorry. Oh. The, the DLCs they released, too. Um, which, they're you have to buy them separately, so we won't we'll have to really talk about them. But you can get those and play them. They're pretty fun. I've played them both. You've played both? Okay. I don't, ha- yeah. I don't have the DLCs yet. I've heard they're fun. Um, but I haven't gotten them. Uh, so... Yeah, essentially, it's two whole new big wild areas, um, like uh, different areas, and then there's uh, like side quests and stuff to do, like a little mini story. So it's pretty fun. Okay, I liked them. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence if I want to get them or not. I heard the wild area is really cool and stuff, but I'm not as much of a guy who's like I want to go fill out the Pokedex, and so then I'm like, well, do I want to? buy the dlc if i don't care as much about that yeah if yeah it's probably not worth it if you yeah because the the extra content in my opinion isn't it's not super crazy like it doesn't add a whole bunch of story it has some but if you're just playing for the story i'd probably skip it and watch just like a recap or a walkthrough or something about it sure or listen to a podcast about it from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay. That's good to know. I Yeah, I could see going either way. So maybe in the future we will have a Sword and Shield DLC episode, but maybe we won't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I guess, the main story, the main game. So uh, we can move into some general thoughts. Cool. Um, I can go first. Cool. Um, I I really liked this game a lot. It was the first. So like we had mentioned at the beginning, I've played most of the Pokemon games. Um, I played at least one from every generation, if not two. But yeah, it was it was really cool having like a Pokemon game on a on an actual console. Because I had played like I think it was called Pokemon XD. On, on the GameCube, but it wasn't like a f- full Pokemon, real Pokemon game. It, it felt different. 
So this was really nice having like an actual full length real Pokemon game on a console. It, it was just it was really fun. I, the improved graphics were great. It was I just really enjoyed like holding a controller and playing Pokemon on a big TV. It was great. Right. No, that that's true cuz I guess what I was going to say, I guess, again, I've only played old ones, but, like, Pokemon Stadium on N64, but it, you didn't do quest or anything, you just battled. Like, it wasn't... Not anything yeah. like this, not a real Pokemon game. Yeah, it definitely wasn't... There was, no, like, no story, really. I mean, I wouldn't say there's a story. No. It was essentially, like, loosely connected Pokemon battles. Right. Yeah, so, to get a real one where you could play it on your TV, that is really cool. Um, yeah, with and it was cool, like with improved graphics and stuff too. I, that was really fun. Yeah, I really liked getting to see what these Pokemon look like in a, you know, a setting like this or whatever. I thought that was cool. Um, one thing I really liked uh, in this game was the multiple rivals uh, kind of thing. So I mentioned it earlier, but having like Hop, Marnie, and Beatty, uh, having them kind of all be people you're competing with instead of just one of them. Uh, I thought that was cool as opposed to your Gary and that none of them are like, I mean, BD was kind of like your Gary in some ways, but like, uh, not, yeah, not as full antagonistic or not all the time kind of thing. And I thought that was cool is that you kind of have, um, I don't know. Yeah. Just rivals you're coming up with all, all like trying to be the next, you know, really good new trainer in the Galar region kind of thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I agree. That is a nice um, factor. Yeah, I like having like the side plots that go on, and then yeah, having three, uh, yeah, three rivals kind of doing different things. I mean, Marty and Hop are trying to do the same. Well, I guess they're all trying to get the same place, but they're all very different, and you know them from different ways, or you met them in different ways. Right. So it added some depth, I think, to the story. And it was just fun to like walk into a city and like don't you don't know which one you're going to battle, mm-hmm. and then you get to battle them and you know beat their ass. It was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah. Um, one, I think my favorite thing about this game was the wild area. I really really liked, um, like the mix because like you know kind of like Pokemon Go where you see the little Pokemon on the screen and you click it. Uh, it was kind of like that, but it was in a Pokemon game. So it, it, I think it was really well done. See, I just loved having, you know, walking around the wild area and seeing like a Pokemon pop up and you hear it's the cry or the noise it would make. Mm -hmm. And then it was just, it was just, I think it made it feel more like the TV show. Cause I, you know, I grew up watching like, uh, the original Indigo plateau, I think is what it's called. Uh, like season one or two, or I don't remember, but it felt like that to me. Like it was like, oh, I'm playing the TV show or playing through, like how it was in the TV show. It was really cool. Yeah, I I think that's cool too. Cause like, I would imagine in a real Pokemon world, you would see a lot of them. You know, they wouldn't just be in the bushes hiding or whatever and surprise you. Like that <laughs> yeah. that you know, I'm sure that would happen some too. But like you know, like one of the first things you see when you walk in the wild area is an onyx that's like 20 levels above you, and you're like. You know, the first time you saw it, you're like, ooh, I want to see if I can get this. And then it wrecks you, and you're like, all right, I can't go that way. Um, I, need to avo- yep. <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to avoid that onyx. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll come back for you later um, kind of thing. But uh, that's, like, pretty cool. I, I thought that was awesome, too. Um, a thing I liked, 
this will probably go a little bit against what you said earlier, but uh, I thought the tournament after the gym was a really cool idea. I am with you, though. I think it would be cooler if it was other trainers as opposed to the gym leaders again. Um, but I think I liked it more than the Elite Four. Um, just that, like, to me, the Elite Four felt like, oh, you did all the things you were supposed to do, but wait, there's more. And I, may maybe I'm not remembering how the Elite Four is presented as well. But I feel like with the tournament, it sort of gave a purpose. Like, it seems like, really, you should have battled all your rivals in this again, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, like, what if eight trainers made it there, and then each round you ended up battling your rivals? Those were the ones that automatically won. And you face Hop right before you're facing his brother. Like, I would like that a lot more, I think. Because... I, I, I think I just didn't like it being the gym leaders again right yeah i don't know why no that's fair because i feel like it would make sense too it's like okay only eight people this season beat all the gym leaders they're here now which one of them will fight leon you know and then you know you beat bd first then you then you beat marnie and then you beat hop like i feel like that would have been cool um yeah that i i agree i'm surprised they didn't do that actually yeah i i wonder if they should have done that instead but whatever um but I think I liked that more than the Elite Four. But then also, I thought having Chairman Rose as kind of the, uh, not the big bad, but because he wasn't necessarily a bad guy all the time. Like, he wasn't evil, necessarily. Um, but I liked him better. He's just dumb. Yeah, he's dumb and like, I don't know. Yeah, did bad, for sure. But I liked that better than having Team Rocket and the things with Team Rocket going on in the first game. Um, just because, like fighting team rocket i was like i'm eight why am i the one fighting all these people you know <laughs> well you're 10 you know yeah, yeah so you know like a I'm, big difference i'm i'm 10 i'm going to travel our country fighting pokemon and i'm also going to be fighting the bad people the the bad the the mafia essentially yeah, the, the crime syndicate underground crimes crime syndicate <laughs> yeah and in our nation too kind of thing like that i i thought that was always sort of meh um, but here, I mean, except at the end when you battle through Rose's office, which I think they just were like, we, we've got to do this, which, you know, whatever. But I thought him being that, because by the end of the game, once he does, you know, fuck shit up and Dynamax everything, you're a good trainer by that point. Like, people know you're a good trainer because you're in the tournament. So you having to go, like, help out and do stuff, I felt like that made a lot more sense than, like, um, <laughs> you're a child and you're fighting crime. Yeah, that's fair. It le there's less plot holes, you know. Yeah, or at least it just fits better because like it still does feel a little crazy that your like mom is like, "Okay, cool. Good luck on your tournament." But like I felt like for this though, since it was a tournament, it did feel like it's like, "Oh, is this just what 14-year-olds do in this region is they do the Pokémon tournament and they travel around with their friends and like it's just a thing, you know, versus like the first Pokémon game." Uh, it's like the old scientist in your neighborhood gave you <laughs> a book that will fill out Pokemon for him. Um, and he says, go, good luck. Find the Pokemon for me. Also, there's gyms along the way and you can become a renowned trainer. And you're like, all right, cool. I'm 10. I'll figure this out. Um, <laughs> like, um, and, and, yeah. and I guess all this to say too, for people, it's not, I, I, I'm not shitting on Pokemon to just shit on it. Like I, 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 I like Pokemon, um, uh, for sure. And I think it's fun and I enjoy it. Um, but just that, like, it, 
it didn't quite fit right. And I guess in fairness to Pokemon, that was their first game. I'm sure they've made that stuff a lot better as years have gone on. But, you know, <laughs> not really. It's <laughs> pretty pretty standard for Pokemon. Okay. You're about 10 and you're, you know, you get some task and you, you got to do it. And then there's some bad people. <laughs> okay. That's... Again, I love Pokemon. It's one of my favorite series, but... It's always been funny to me. Yeah, it just seems like the 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 little bit of like specifically fighting the mafia is the part that gets me sort of off. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. How, how how are none of these adults better at using their Pokemon than you are? And like, why is it your job to like make society safe? Um, first... yeah, or is, or is there an army? Like, is there a right? Got to be an army, you know. Send in the fucking military. And take them down or the police oh yeah it seems like there should just be something so it's just funny that like in those so i like that this didn't do that and got to be a lot more about like you as a trainer growing up and becoming a pokemon legend sort of thing like cool that yeah. that makes sense and like you know for both of them that you know ultimately this is a kids game so it makes sense that it should appeal to kids um more more than me and you know me, me complaining about a thing or something, but I felt like this one fit really well. Of like, cool, this makes a lot of sense. You're, you're a kid. This is what you do. You grow up. You go and enter the Pokemon tournament. Maybe you'll be champion. Like, cool. I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Yep, definitely. Um, random point you won't know anything about because you haven't played the games. But in past games, there was this um, feature called Mega Evolutions. So it was kind of like Dynamaxing, but instead of getting really big, um, the Pokemon would evolve to like a, another form during the battle. Oh, so wow. it'd be almost like, you know, from like Dragon Ball Z going Super Saiyan. It'd be kind of like that. So that's why I liked it because I love Dragon Ball Z. Um, so you could like mega evolve one Pokemon per battle and it would stay that way the whole battle. So it was really cool. So I, I, I missed that feature. Um they introduced that in like maybe ah oh man platinum i can't remember white or black i so in one of the ds versions they released it and i liked it a lot it was really cool and i, I missed that i i dynamaxing was okay but i i think i i definitely prefer mega evolutions so that's just my personal okay. opinion yeah no interesting i think i would like that better too um like, okay, we're making the Pokemon extra powerful briefly, as opposed to we'll make them very big, which also makes them powerful. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because like the Dynamax, did, like it changed their moves and it gave them more HP. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Mega Evolutions it makes them look different too. Like they actually, like they look really cool. Like Charizard turns into like a black Charizard oh, with like cool. blue fire. It's really sweet. Yeah. Um, and then they don't learn any different moves, but they're just extra powerful. That's and a- it feels more strategic to me because they last for the whole battle. Whereas, you know, Dynamax, you can do it once for three. and they last for three turns. Yeah, it's like I could just, it's fine. So you could, I just want, I just, you, yeah. You'd Dynamax Charizard and he'd be, di- or not Dynamax, but. um. Mega Evolve. You'd Mega Evolve him and it would be until he faints. Yeah, uh, I'm like, pretty sure. In that battle kind of thing. Yeah, I'm like. 95 percent sure that's cool unless maybe you switch him out of your you know you take him back into this pokeball maybe he goes back to normal but i don't think so okay that's cool i like that idea yeah it was it was a cool feature nice um my i guess last comment i've got 
is overall, I really enjoyed seeing how much Pokemon had changed, as evidenced by me saying that a lot, probably, <laughs> through, through this out, <laughs> yeah. through, through this time on here. Um, is It was cool, just seeing what had gone on um, in a series that I haven't been a part of. I haven't, I don't think I've owned any Nintendo since my Game Boy. Uh, I had, like, a Game Boy and an N64 at the same time. And I don't think I've owned any Nintendo console since then. Um, so having a Switch now and getting to play it and just kind of seeing, you know, all the evolutions that come with that, right? Of, like, a bunch of new Pokemon, different ways they tell the story um, that, uh, you know, improve graphics, uh, all the, all of that stuff. Like, it's cool to just kind of experience all of that in a new jump. Um, and I think made this, like, a really enjoyable experience for sure. Uh, I like that a lot. And I definitely would like to play more Pokemon again someday. Um, I don't. I don't think I want to wait twenty years again or something like that. Like I don't want to wait that long. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I do kind of feel like I want to wait either uh, a decent amount of time to just then you know get to enjoy the you know big changes again. Um, like that was pretty cool to get to do, or maybe go back and pick up one of the you know most beloved ones from earlier in the series like um because a, th a thing i learned a little bit ago too was apparently each um game is basically a fictional version of a real place so like i guess this is like uh the uk is what galar actually is um oh. and that like red and blue is japan but i think each one sort of is either a city or a, a country um that the fictional symbolizes a real version of somewhere else um which sounded really cool and so i'm like oh cool like you know if there's the one that's like set in australia maybe that would be cool or in paris or whatever so um i don't know all in all very cool uh definitely into playing more pokemon and uh yeah go maybe go back to some of the old the old goodies of uh whatever your favorites are or something that would be fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's that's cool. I, um, I'd recommend like gold or silver. I mean, they're really old, but they're some of my favorite ones. And yeah, I mean, I agree. This was a lot of fun. I think this was one of my favorite Pokemon games. Um, just with like, there is a big jump in graphics and gameplay and features they added. So I think it just it just kind of they nailed it in my opinion. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Um. Yeah, I hope I hope all of you enjoyed uh, this game as much as we did. Um, yeah, definitely thought it was cool. Um, last up, we do got a little bit of listener feedback um, about the game in general. First up, we've got from Nikki on Twitter, who said, Absolutely great Pokemon game. Why? It almost made me feel like I was playing Pokemon for the first time again, which is something I often don't feel about other games. Uh, I love that they kept the new regional forms thing especially the galar rapidash is super cute the soundtrack is very nice and the arena theme gets me super hyped especially on the last stage uh the slumbering world theme is so good i almost love all the new pokemon which is cool and i don't care much about the nat dex controversy i'm excited to play the dlc so uh a lot of things there uh, a good comment on there for sure to call out is i thought the music was pretty fun in this game like the battle music uh I thought even though Team Yell was annoying, their music was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were annoying. Yeah. Yeah, the music was cool, too. I really agree. The uh, Slumbering Weld theme song is really good. Um, there's a... In the end of the game, there's, like, a battle tower you can do. 
and you can pick the the music that plays and I always pick that oh that's cool that song yeah that's awesome um oh yeah did did this feel like that for you the that feeling that she said almost playing pokemon for the first time again like just getting it to be like did it feel like that for you of like getting you know i can play this game on the tv and like those things you described yeah it felt somewhat different um i mean yes and no i like it i don't know how to describe it i'll say i'll say no um it was different because it was on tv and there's a lot of features and it was it was a different kind of feel but it's still pokemon so it kind of like i didn't have the learning curve was still like not extreme for me where it was when i first played so it i mean i don't know how to i don't know how to describe it i have to think more about it maybe it did maybe it didn't i'm not sure Sure. It was fun though. It's all that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's play baseball on Twitter. Said love the game overall, but the story was a little short on the first playthrough. It may be different if I played through it again with all of the DLC. However, I really, I never really ran out of stuff to do, which was nice. Yeah, I, I don't remember the story being too short, but I definitely felt like there was a lot of stuff to do even after. I, I beat the tournament and all that. I, there, it still felt like there was a lot of activities or things I, I felt like doing, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. It does feel like you have a lot to do in the game for sure, which is good. Um, last up, uh, Dakota on Twitter says, Any game uh, where I can say I'm going to play for a half hour and look up and it's five hours have passed is a good game. Also, the Team Yell theme is nuts uh there you go (laughs) yeah that is true about this game i definitely when i'd sit down to play i i mostly played handheld um but you know i'd sit down to play and be like oh i'll just play for a little bit and then i would be like oh it's been a long time like i was you know it's been hours or something but i had a lot of times where i'd like play on my lunch break and then i'd be like oh shit i gotta get back to work and like i never took too long of lunches or something but you know, I was like, oh, I'll just do this one battle. And then I was like, oh, man, I don't have time for another one after this. But, like, I would want to <laughs> keep playing for sure. want to keep trucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, super engaging. Spent a lot of time on it. Um, getting to play it and was uh, a really good time. I feel like... Um, I feel like this game maybe officially makes buying a Switch worth it for me like i i bought it for animal crossing and i thought that was worth it anyway but then getting this game and the enjoyment out of it i think that that would make it officially like it was officially worthwhile even if i didn't end up playing a lot of games i enjoyed on switch after this i think between pokemon and animal crossing that probably gets it the win for sure that's awesome yeah it's good stuff um yeah i guess that's all i've got do you have anything else no, no, I think that covers it from my end. Perfect. Um, well, that's Pokemon Sword and Shield. If you've got uh, other thoughts on the game and you'd like to keep talking about us, talking about it, please hit us up. Um, that'd be great. Love to keep talking about this game. Uh, you can get in contact with us a few ways. Uh, you can go to our Twitter, which is at StoryEverPod. We're pretty active on there. Uh, our website is thegreateststoryeverplayed.com, which will give you a backlog of all our episodes including um we did one on pokemon red and blue uh, about a year ago maybe year and a half ago something like that yeah. so it's been a while yeah so you can see what we thought about the first pokemon game uh if you'd like um 
that's there. Um, also, if you'd like to financially support the podcast, you can do that uh, at patreon.com slash the greatest story ever played. And for as little as a dollar per month, that will uh, give you access to a bonus episode we do each month, um, which is usually about um, video games. Uh, like we talked about our favorite video game characters, or our favorite games from childhood, or um, upcoming. We're going to do one on The Mandalorian Season 1. That's about to come out uh, soon. So, you know, things like that, uh, if that's something that interests you. Uh, we'd super appreciate the financial support if you want to get it. That would give it, that helps us pay for like hosting and uh, buying games, stuff like that. So that would be cool. Uh, if you can't do that, that's totally cool. And if you'd want to just support the podcast another way, you could do that by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcast or Podchaser or uh, other places that would let you rate. That would be cool. Just again, help get the word about word out about uh, games and just getting to enjoy these games more with other people uh, would be super cool. And uh, yeah, uh, that is the episode, and we'll see. You next